Hey, ah, uh, babies, how are you doing? <laughs> this is the Nightcast Podcast with your resident podcaster, Jenny. I just watched a movie. It's kind of disturbing for most um, people, especially for women. And if you have experienced um, anything like this, um, I'm just warning you. It may be a sensitive topic, but if you'd like to continue, um, maybe you can sit, um, have a sit-in story with me. No, I mean, I'm not going to tell the who horrible movie. I would just like to place it into what type of a love topic that are we going to talk about I take pauses you know for caution <laughs> it may be too much for other people but I don't think it's too much if you are really willing to listen to a lot of advices or things that might help you gain an insight and it's up to you whether to use it for your own consumption or not anyways this movie is based on a true a true story it is the girl or girl in the basement i think it's 2021 released yeah it was released this year and the story uncovers about the name sarah okay She was a young, strong, independent woman who happens to be um, a teenager at the time. This was based on Elizabeth Fritzel, an Austrian person, I think, yeah, who got locked up in a basement for almost 20 years or for more than 20 years, I think. I'm not sure. And then her father was the perpetrator or was the suspect behind all of this. And this is not only the case about the Fritzl basement case. It was horrific to the point that she had so many years gone by. She wasted, I mean, the time wasted with her age. Like In the movie, Sarah wanted to move out um, at the age of 18. She stood up from her father while her mother is... I don't know, she's a bit um, scared with her father. Yeah, you'll really re- realize. You'll visualize how scared her mother is to her, towards her father. Like, everything that her father says... Father says? <laughs> everything that her father says, it's like the divine thing to do in their family. And I'm really surprised about her sister Amy that she got free. I was thinking to myself that, oh, maybe her sister Amy, she just endured all of those um, sickening advices that her father puts into her life. That's why she got out. Or, I mean, she was free when she got 18. Um... Mind you, Amy is Sarah's older sister. And then, 
This is not the only horrific thing that her father did. While in the basement, she got four children, Sarah. But based from the comments on um, on Facebook, I, I think I read the story once about Elizabeth Fritzel. I think she had seven children in real life. It, you know, the story was just based on Elizabeth Fritzel, but it, it's different as well. And then Sarah had four children, but the other one is diseased. So it died upon giving birth. It's like a stillbirth. And to think that all of this was too much, you know. It's too much for a 17-year-old girl who wants to get out on her own at 18 years old. It's like too much. Her father was really controlling to the point that... Her father being strict was no longer necessary. Her father being strict was really toxic. And being in a toxic environment is different from the toxicity that you feel inside of you. And the toxicity that I, that you will feel towards other people, especially from your father. Because father tends to be, you know, they tend to be... Controlling and strict, admitted or not. But their father was really over controlling from the very first start of the movie. Wow. I don't know if this man loves his daughter. That's what I thought when I watched the first minutes of the movie. Like, she just wants to live a normal life, to be a teenager, to wants to learn more about the outside life to learn more about her people her co-age how to be a teen yet her father deprived all of that from her he took all of that away from her when he started tricking her from going down to the basement and then locked her up for how many years and it's really disturbing because children are involved in this. Like, it's ridiculous for a person to think that a child was born in the basement and then going out for so many years. It was like a new environment to them. They may be old, but they were born in the basement. It was all the view that they can see. It was all basement coldness and stuff and everything that they wanted like for an example television they had to earn it sorry for the spoilers here okay i forgot to mention earlier sorry for the spoilers but yeah for the television you have to earn it like who does that if you're a free man or a free woman or a free person if you want something, you can get it if you have a money. But for them, like, it's too much. Television, you have to earn for that. That's their case. And it was really heartbreaking for a woman to see her children suffer inside the basement. Like, as a woman and as a mother, it's like, it's better me than them totally it's better for me to suffer inside here or inside of here instead of my children 
suffering here with me because it's really sickening especially for young people and they're still learning towards the years and they're adopting things that's make that's making them curious about things they get curious but at the same time they get so devastated about what's become of their lives because it's really really sickening to be exact why am i telling this because in love yeah it's really a connection between love like love has no boundaries but too much is too much it is unnecessary most of the time like what happened to sarah and her father it was really in too much on too much it was really too much to be exact if you love your daughter if you love your son or if you love your child give them a piece of advice that will create a wisdom and they will adopt it and bring with them throughout the years and they will thank you for that instead of forcing them to do something that they don't want to do and controlling them which makes them strangulated by it and it's so sickening to the point where they will stand to you and you don't want that of course right as a person or as a parent but it's a reality why will they stand up to you if they feel secured if they feel uncontrolled, if they feel that they're free. They will not do such a thing if they feel safe, contented, free, uncontrolled. But the word contented, it's not always about the material things or not objectifying, objectifying all of those. I mean contented. Am I free? Do I feel free? Do I feel uncontrolled? Do I feel like I am control or I'm in control with my own life? That's their per- perception. That's our perception. Me, when I was in high school, junior high school to senior high school, I always thought about how dumb teenagers were i mean not all of them and i'm not saying that they're dumb in a way that they don't know anything about life or such like they're given free choices to live most of them are uncontrolled because if they're controlled they will not have everything even go to a private school of their choice except for when their parents push them to that school that they don't want <clears throat> want to they were given free will to choose yet they abuse it and as for sarah i don't think that she abused it at all because i think that ever since she was a kid there's something wrong or there was something disturbing upon her family especially with her father like her father was too controlling at a very young age i think 
and the mere fact that I myself, I asked myself, I have a lot of free wills. I have free will to do this, to do that. I don't have my parents with me at school because they don't need to guide me while in school, right? I've thought all about these things. And I realized at that moment, at that point, that it doesn't matter if you have a free will. It doesn't matter if you have the love. I'm sorry for my voice. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you care for your family what matters is if you make your own choice what choice do you make and what consequences does it have for you in store and you know what's shocking when i was a child i have these people around me like playmates around me some of them were older and I was shocked because I was in elementary. The other one got pregnant when she was in high school. So she's older than me. We're no longer a bit close now. We're closer when we were younger. But now we have different priorities. And we live in a different town. Um, they were just my playmates whenever I am at my grandparents house and I always saw them before like how many girls were there we have one two three four I think three out of them and three out of them three out of four got pregnant because if other one um, doesn't have a boy lover she's lesbian and that's not a bad thing it's their life their free whatever they want in life yeah so that's it three of them got children like their mom was really risking her all trying to provide for them for the whole family and then that's the return like they have the means to study whether in a public or a private school and then they disregarded it this is that's just really unfortunate it's just an abusive part of being a person but we can't blame them there are reasons they have their own reasons we have no right to judge them there is a reason in everything that they've done on what happened to them why did it became exactly like that why did it became like this that's why too much in a relationship too much in love no matter who that person is a romantic relationship a friendship relationship a friend with benefit relationship it doesn't matter as long as it's too much it's too much and too much is not good for you like what's too much in our health if you smoke too much it's not good for your lungs 
is that good for your life that's what happens when you overpower these emotions that you're feeling and then put it into a spiral where you thought everyone could understand what you're feeling but it's only you who get what you meant or who gets what you mean what you need what you mean rather whenever i talk to things or certain things like this i always get stutter i stutter all the time why because sometimes my brain is faster than what i say like i'm trying to say it okay starting to say it but my mind is on a different word already it's like that and kidding aside over controlling especially in a romantic relationship is toxic right you feel controlled i don't get why people tend to act like it's normal to say that i'm possessive because i love you i'm possessive because i just i just care for you i only care about you like it's not the proper way to care for someone you know of course you know all about it it's not the proper way to love someone if you really love someone you'll have to set them free you'll have to disregard your feelings and let them fulfill their own their own path their own life it doesn't mean that you own that person once you're in a relationship do not objectify that person maybe she's yours he's yours you're theirs they're yours right but in reality no one owns anyone it's god who owns anyone It doesn't mean if you treat them to Jollibee, to McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC, Burger King, what else? Yellow Cab, what else? Etc. It doesn't mean if you treat them to dinner or whatever, whatsoever. It doesn't mean that you own them, even if you did. They have their own rational thoughts, and do not ever attempt to break that rational thought because you will suffer yourself this is just a tiny advice this is the reality what i told you about the movie it's all about the family the love for family the love for self the love for children the love for sibling the love for mom or mother the love for everything that you do the love for freedom it's all there but in reality Let's kind of assess ourselves whether we are or are we worthy enough to love this person? Did that type of person like Sarah's father think that or ever thought about I'm controlling this person. Am I enough to be that daughter's father? That someone's lover? That someone's friend? Let's assess ourselves with that question. Because if you're worthy enough, you will never, never 
force someone to do something that aren't right according to their wants. I say rights and I said aren't because I was pertaining to a lot. Okay, there's um a private plane I think that <laughs> passed on <laughs> to this guy so I just gave them a bit of <laughs> I gave him a bit of a run out. Um yeah, they've passed. Anyways <laughs> This movie taught me a lot of things. For an example, the mother and the father. The mom and dad, especially the mom. I think the mom was too doughty of herself or doubtful of herself that she can't even stand up for her husband in the first few minutes of the movie. But she's still strong as ever. She waited for Sarah to come home. As for Amy, I admire her for not giving up and missing her sister. For standing up to her father as well when her sister was missing. I admire her for that. That was love. For Chris, okay, a little spoiler again. <laughs> Chris was the lover for. Sarah, Sarah's lover Even though he didn't really You know Helped in Looking for her On towns Or In Everywhere He still waited for Sarah And it was a good thing That was a love That You really wanted to See And to Have Especially if you're a teenager it was really envy and env- it was really envious or env- envying moment um what else for her children even though they kind of a bit toxic on that part because you know as i've told you earlier they were in that basement for so long and not being able to see the outside world kills them and I admire them for trying to understand their mom's situation, for making her explain herself calmly, for trying to understand their whole situation, even though that it's really hard. And lastly, for the people who helped Sarah. Remember for my last episodes, I think it was in episode four or three. I don't know, I don't remember the episode number. It's just that I've told you before that love has a respect for one another, even though you do not know that person. If you think that they need your help, you help them in every way possible, and It's really rare for that moment to happen that when they help you, they'll help you. It's like some people will ask you hysterically that, what happened? 
They will ask you those nonsense questions when you needed their help. What happened? Oh, do you want to go to the police station later? Not now? Later? Like, really? If you're going to help that person, help them immediately. Especially if it's urgent. <sighs> Another episode has gone by. This was the sixth episode of the podcast. Wow. We had a long way. Like, I always admire I always admire my per- my personality. I mean, myself. Whenever I listen to my podcast episodes, like I'm asking myself, where the hell did these words came from? <laughs> where the hell did they come from? Where the hell did I thought about those words? I had no script. I have no script. I do not use a script whenever I do a podcast. That is a podcast. You shouldn't have a script. A script, rather. It's just like you're trying to talk about another person's life, right? Or your life or experience. That's why I call this the Nightcast Podcast because... It's like we're having a slumber party, a pajama party, and then you wanted a story, you wanted a story for me, you wanted a talk show. (laughs) I wouldn't consider this as a talk show. It's like trying to say an insight before going to sleep, right? It's really, really helpful for me as well. Whenever I hear my own voice with my own thoughts and ideas, I always think about those things. Like, oh my gosh, it's right. I can apply this to myself because it's not always about your experience and you think that that experience wouldn't help you at all even if it came from yourself the experience that you've experienced before can also be experienced by yourself once again when you needed it the most and it's a really peakful part for me as well. Whenever I hear my podcasts, I feel free. I feel free talking to you guys. I feel free talking to things about or talking about things and talking to you as well. It's been a long journey for all of us. I hope that you'll continue to walk with me (laughs) until we make our 100th season. Oh, it's the 100th season. Well, as long as I am here and you're there to listen to my podcast, to my never-ending rants and everything, I will never get tired of reaching out to you. You can message me. And for my Twitter account, just wait for it. I'll have all your suggestions, your comments, your insights, your um, topics, I mean, topic suggestions that you wanted to talk about or want to talk about. I'll have them on Twitter. Just wait for it. Anyways, wow, it's been 27 minutes. It's been like 15 minutes for me. (laughs) It's been 27 minutes. 27 minutes. And I admire and appreciate each and every one of you 
I will always have you on my show like a guest. <laughs> and thank you for loving this show or loving this podcast. As I don't know if you love me as well. <laughs> Sorry. Kidding. Um, yeah. It's just pure gratitude. No, no matter how much hard it is for me to do content sometimes because of busy days um, y'all y'all always have time for me thank you so much it's been 28 minutes and it's going to 29 minutes should we make it to 30 minutes you know fun fact if this makes if this makes it to 30 minutes this will be the first ever podcast that I've made that lasted for 30 minutes. Like, what? Right? Isn't it great? <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> Relax. It's pandemic. Stay safe. Um, love your family. Love yourself. Be happy. Um, get the toxicity out of your life. Have a movie marathon, music, whatever you want. It's your life. It's your choice. It's only me who's going to tell you a lot. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And we're down to 29 minutes and 40 seconds. We're just waiting for it to turn into 30 minutes before we officially end this podcast. So we have 10 minutes left. And once it's this turns to 30 minutes it's bye-bye goodbye